put a spell on you. And, and now, now you're, you're mine. mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I lie. Nice oh, it's been 300 years. Nice. Right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. I put a, put a spell, spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> Hello, Salem. That was pretty good. Thank you so much. I thought she said, hello, sailors. Oh, that's cute. No, she's in Salem. They come back. You know that movie takes place in Salem? Of course I do. Hey, do you have a lacrosse ball while we're doing this? Like, I'm going to roll out my feet. No. Okay. <laughs> I just found out that the book that I was obsessed with, that's from the Practical Magic series called Magic Lessons, that's based in Salem. It's considered historical fiction. And it's a witch's tale. And I'm fucking obsessed. Fiction. Historical fiction. Yeah, but it's still historical fiction. Like, it's still, <laughs> like, a story historically that happened, but, like, adding a fake narrative to it. Yeah, like, Hamilton is historical fiction. Yeah, but it's based on history. Yeah. Fiction. They're acknowledging that this is historical fiction instead of just fiction. Very cool. <laughs> I literally used to get hot for things like the other Bolin girl and I can't remember anything else, but I loved historical fic. Hist fic. <laughs> um, so this was the first month that I didn't text you happy sober month. Yeah. What's that about? I was kind of hoping maybe you would text me. Really? Yeah. Just kidding. I completely forgot until like October 5th. And I was like, oh, we hit eight months. It's because I flipped my calendar late this month. TBH, it's been so easy for me not to drink that I don't even give a fuck what day or what month it is. The smoking, on the other hand. Yeah, it really, it really is a game changer. What? Like, same. You don't care about the drinking? Yeah. It's because you are surrounding yourself with sober people now. Not fully. I, mostly. Yeah. So we went to this wedding in May and... I did have a moment there at this Picture Perfect wedding when we were pinning all the boot mirrors on the best men and the groom, and they were all drinking bourbon. Yeah. I was, I like, was like, nothing would make this moment more perfect than being able to chief cigars with these men and drink the Basil Hodden. I was like, who's drinking the Basil Hodden? And, and they're like, was... Basil Hodden? Okay, little lady. Where is your Basil Hodden? Where is your mother? Your mother must know where you are. Wait. We must get this young girl from drinking the Basil Hodden It's Basil from Hodden. the group what of boys. What do you fucking say? Basil Hayden. You pompous peach. Uh, it's Basil Hodden. Just like it's Tour de France. Who told you that? I don't know, dude. Do I sound like an idiot? Yeah, I've always, absolutely. Yeah. I have only ever said Basil Hodden. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Here. Is it Lederhosen? That's like, a, is that what I'm conflating it with? Yeah, I think so. Look it up right How now. How to Deuce. pronounce Basil If you guys Hayden. don't know what Basil Hayden or Hodden or whatever the fuck is, it's um, a really delicious whiskey. Okay, we're about to find out together and I'm really excited. Okay. What the fuck did you just look up? And why is it saying be anal? My favorite flavor of haagen is be anal. What? Cassandra, what the fuck <laughs> did you just look up? That was weird. What is it? Basil Hayden. Basil. Not Basil. What were you saying? Basil Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you literally said it at the wedding. And then somebody made fun of you. They're like, Hayden. <laughs> I literally watched it happen. Why the fuck? Okay, let's talk about the wedding. So this is our second wedding since being sober, but it's the first wedding that we've been in. Bro, you didn't go to the wedding I went to last but month. But you weren't in the wedding. Correct. I was attending. Exactly. So this is the first wedding we've been in, like bridesmaids, in the wedding party where we've been sobies. Yeah. 
honestly, it would have been fun to drink champagne while we were getting ready. For sure. Yeah. However, what I realized is I felt drunk regardless. Yeah. If there's one thing that that night really showed to me, it was that I was convinced that I was wasted and I didn't have a sip of alcohol. Straight I'm pretty up. sure everybody else was convinced yeah, that I was 100%. wasted. Yeah, 100%. They're like, these girls say they're sober, not when they dance like that. You yeah. Know what I, mean? <laughs> I think that if you were single and drinking, Cassie would have fucked the DJ. Or the best man. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. He had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm trying to get at... Sober me actually makes decisions that are in best interest for me. Drunk me literally only operated out of male gaze. Only. Drunk me probably would have like picked up the bride and like tried to put her on my shoulder. <gasps> we would have put her something. on a chair. Yeah. Drunk us would have put her on a chair. Drunk me would have tried to like curate a very special sentimental moment between bride and dad or groom and mom or oh, me for and sure. dad. And it just like would have landed super flat. Or it may have, may have gone over really well. You think well, drunk me would have pretended to like do something really dramatic on the dance floor. Yeah. You didn't even do anything dramatic. Honestly, you were like very not dramatic on the dance floor. I was the dramatic one. Yeah. You really were the dramatic one. But I literally crushed it. You totally did. At one point you weren't up there for like 10 songs. What were you doing? Did you and JM fuck? No. Uh, we walked to go see the full moon. And also there was a stint. Old Cassie would have been gone because she was fucking. Yeah. New Cassie, Cassie has to boundaries. see the full moon. There was like 10 of the same pop song. <gasps> Oh, I was so sit here because of the cats. Oh, that's why my throat is slowly closing up. I noticed that. Are you serious? A little. Yeah. We should move locations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One sec. We have to move locations. We're going to move locations because we're sitting on a couch because we wanted to enjoy this gorgeous rustic fireplace fire that's in my living room. But I'm realizing that Cassandra's getting snottier by the second sneezing a lot. Because we're in the cat throne. Okay, let's go. Okay, we're back. And now we were talking about this wedding. I realized that if you give Marina and I any opportunity to bring up SIGs, we do. <laughs> so we, we also traveled for this wedding. We need to make that very clear. I was clear. just going to say, we had a group going here. My boyfriend, Marina's husband, and our bestie, Kara, group of five, flew out together, rented a car, drove from Portland, Maine to a coastal little town, I think Edgecombe, Maine, yep. and stayed a night before the wedding and then a couple nights after. And first of all, Marina and Kara were literally on crack this trip. <laughs> it felt like we were on like a DC school trip. And I literally, you guys were those popular girls that I wanted to be, but that I also hated on the bus when everybody else was sleeping and they were like literally cackling and being so loud. And you're like, what could they possibly be laughing about? Wow. They're so cool. That's exactly how I felt. And I was like, I want no part of this, but I will happily watch from a distance. I have been waiting for the day that Kara and I can go on a a little trip together. Weren't you guys exhausted for how fucking loud you guys were? Yeah. Yeah. It was cute though. I was actually having like a nervous mental breakdown the entire time because I was having fun jumping up and down constantly with Kara, but also so worried about Justin needing peace and quiet. And you didn't need peace and quiet. I do need peace and quiet. Because let me tell you, I think what happened on that trip, guys, we were together for five days. By the way, all love for all parties involved. Marina and Kara were so hyped the whole time that I think I, I got a headache on day two that lingered <laughs> for the rest of the time because of just like the loudness. That's what Justin and said. And I think I took on yours too. It was literally at the point where it was the last day. Jam and I were on our little balcony looking at the moon and I, he put his head against my mind. He was like, whoa, I can feel your headache. I was like, yeah, because it was so pulsing and vibrationally amped that could feel it on my fucking head and skin. I have. I was like, I need days to sleep this off. So that's what happened. Well, couldn't even smoke that mother. I loved smoking when I would have a headache or like smoking when I didn't feel well and I, you know, didn't smoke or even just like a little bit of burbs. But 
No, we're healing naturally here, people. Naturally. We're healing naturally. Traveling for a wedding, I haven't really done that for any, but actually that's so not true. Wait, I've never done it. Have you? Oh, Morgan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But so, this was the first one recently. Traveling for a wedding, there's just something about it where you like think wedding crashers. You think I am taking five days off of my life. I'm committing to this vacation. Yeah. I'm not going to have a subpar time. I'm going to have an amazing time. Yeah, really good point. And Kara has the same mindset that I do, where we don't do anything half-assed. We go hard. So when her and I are around each other, we kind of escalate the situation a little bit. Yeah. She just has this effect on me. Do you feel like I fucking love her to death. I literally love it. I get it. But when I go hard, it's not always Energizer Bunny. How is it possible that you guys were just like literally giggling like little ghouls the entire time? She just makes me laugh. At zero point was there a chill moment. That's not true. There were chill moments. When you guys were separated, yeah. That's not true. Literally when you guys were separated. <laughs> Literally <laughs> okay. when you were separated. Whatever. Her and I are energizer bunnies when we're together. We elevate. That's who we are. Moving you guys on. are like natural kokan together. Moving on. Kokan. Koko. So we we didn't drink, which is great because we saved a lot of money traveling. Yeah, but I did miss it. I did miss everyone walking around the rehearsal dinner of this incredibly unique New England classic house bar. rehearsal dinner bar place. Everyone's like getting so warm and, and drunk and lit with the amazing musician. And I honestly noticed I was just getting tired. I was like, if I would be drinking, I would be out all night. TBH. All fucking night. I was wearing my Skims body spanks. They were like, there's like shaped like undies and they like really hold you in. They gave me like a wild stomach ache. Oh, were they too tight? Yeah. And oh. it, I was actually distraught that I could not face more of that amazing food at the rehearsal dinner. Same. I mean, I was like, they brought out pizza at the end. Yeah. Guess what they had this rehearsal dinner? Lobster, shrimp, ahi tuna, steak, meatballs. Literally. Quesadillas. Quesadillas, chicken, crab cakes. Crab cakes. What? What? It was like a thousand dollars, like right there. Best meal Coffee, of my life. Blueberry pie, tons of dessert, gluten oh free tort, chocolate tort. It was just like boom, boom, boom after the next. And you know what? Typically, when I drink, I get drunk tummy and I can face anything. Sober me just has a normal response to overeating thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyways, that was the wedding. Which I do want to say at the wedding, it's fun to get dressed up and go to a thing and to be sober because you're actually tapping into your own natural bucket of confidence and bucket of just, I don't know, like entertaining yourself and other people. When I drink, a lot of the times I would get fun, silly confidence there. When you don't drink, it's just you. You know what I mean? I was just doing things that I wanted to do. If I would go up to Kiki and like give her loving words or go up to Nick, this is the bride and groom. It's because I wanted to, not because I felt like I had to. When I drink, I do things that I feel like I have to. Oh my gosh, it's the opposite for me. (gasps) Really? Yeah, and that actually leads into some of the meat and the bones of what I want to talk to you about today. Okay, so any other thoughts you want to talk about the wedding before we move on? I want to say that I loved my outfit. I put marigolds in my hair. Marina looked like Princess of Genovia from Princess Diaries. Oh, shit. We should put a pickup for the... Okay. I mean, I look like Princess Peach meets Princess of Genovia in that white dress that she wears. And then on the day before that for the rehearsal dinner, I literally looked like I was casted for Bridgerton. Yes, you literally did. I do want to say traveling for a wedding with your love is like really fun. It's really fun. I will also say that traveling for a wedding when you literally have no money to spend is unbelievably stressful. Yep. I literally have barely any money. Guys, okay. I cannot <laughs> wait until I am not so poor. You know what's cool about wellness though? Straight up. Yeah. You can do it every day with no money. You know what's like cool? 
literally no joke. You can have ritual and habits best suited for you without any fucking money. You know what's also really cool? What? Is that I may say to myself, God, you're so poor. You can't buy anything. But also, I live in a home that I don't own outright, but I pay a mortgage and I live in a home. I have a car that I get to drive and I have the love of my life sleeping by me every night. That's literally so dope. Perspective. We are making it. The fact we are so unbelievably privileged that we don't have to work a full-time job at, I don't know, Amazon, a mega conglomerate where you're just another person because we want to start the company of our dreams. Two things on that. One, Daniel Odier from the book Desire talks about how it's really important to equally desire the things in your life like the mug or your bed or your home or your partner and believe that they desire you back. You being like, how lucky am I to live in my home? And I desire it so much. And then belief that there is like this circuit of desire back. It's like basic goodness, a way to stay really grounded and appreciative of what you have. The second thing I will say is you brought up about how you don't have to work a full-time job and 100% it is a privilege. Check that privilege, fam. But at the end of November, if we don't have anything coming in, I do have to get a job. I understand. Literally, like I'm getting to that point where I'm like, what do I do? I was listening to Landmore But it's the first time since we've been doing this where I'm like, fuck, I kind of have a deadline. I will effectively be out of money at the end of November. Jesse tells me that being poor is actually a gift. Creativity, creativity culture, communion. It comes out of, I'm not, dude, I'm not saying I need a ton of money. I literally just need $2,000 a month to be able to buy lemons and pay my rent. Lemons, man. Lemons are really important to me lemons rent and utilities that's it two thousand dollars a month anyways i wanted to talk about something but you want to talk about something too so who should go first you go first actually i'm gonna go first because god knows what you're gonna say <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna go first okay am i the worst today or am i okay you're great okay I want to talk about emotions. Apparently that Carly Rae Jepsen album is amazing. Did it come out? A new album? No, it came out 10 years ago. Emotion. Oh, cool. Is this how people feel at a recording studio with this giant puffy mics in front of them? do it again. Because I'm feeling like I literally am unstoppable right now. Emotion. Gotta get those feelings in your head. No, that's not what I was doing. I was doing emotion. (laughs) So we're talking about emotions. Emotion. Okay, we're done with that. We are talking about emotions and I have a question for you. I talked about this with my girls, Mandy and Gabby, when we were getting coffee. I said, guys, I have a question for you today. Okay. I'm going to drop it. I want you guys to think about it while we're getting our coffee in line. And then when we sit down, let's go. And the question at hand for the day was, do you consider yourself an emotional person? If so, why? If not, why not? What does it even mean to be emotional? So this is what I have to say to that. (laughs) Cassandra gives it no thought. Let the record show. She gives it no thought. She gags and has apparently a diatribe to release. Do you want me to give it as a thought? To give us your monologue? Sure. Okay. Marina tells me this every fucking week. Are you ready? Five times a week. Marina goes, you are so sensitive. She tells me, you are so sensitive all the time. I and can't she says it, keep it from coming out of my mouth. She says it to hurt my feelings. Yeah, like a little uh, and punch little to the gut. And little does she know, it strengthens me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do not take it as offense at all. I take it as like, of course I'm sensitive, bitch. Like, I'm in tune. I feel things. Okay. You do. You do very much so feel things. So I'm also, I take time to put work into play. No, bro. I'm sensitive. I ain't your bro, bro. What's that from? Fuck. Anyways, go ahead. You take time to put things into? I don't know. I am very thoughtful about reading and taking time to 
educate myself on like my sensitivities so I can grow and understand what's effective and what's not. But when somebody says, are you emotional? How emotional are you? Or wow, you're so sensitive. I'm like, I immediately get this yucky feeling in my stomach that this person is going to try and tell me that being sensitive or emotional is like not productive. I just asked the, a blanket statement question. And that's what I want to talk about today. Okay. Do you consider yourself to be an emotional person? If so, why? If not, tell me more about that as well. Okay. What, and what does it even mean to be emotional? Instead of you getting triggered very clearly, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can, I, we can just talk about it a little bit. Okay. That's so, like if somebody were to say, I'm trying to think of it, emotional person. That's like if somebody was like, are you a sexual person? I just want <laughs> the whole world to know this is what it's like to have a conversation with Cassandra. <laughs> Let's just talk about what the question that we'll talk about the sexual person later. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. I consider myself to be a highly emotional person. Uh huh. And most times I feel that it's tied to actually, can you go first? Cause I'm going to have a hard time putting it into words. You need time. I need time. Okay. I need like more reference, a frame of reference. Cause Gabby and Mandy gave me a lot to work with. Basically, Mandy was like, I'm not an emotional person. I'm an open book and I'll say things like it is, but I do not find myself easily swayed by the intentions, emotions, or energies of other people. For example, if somebody is sitting in the corner crying and throwing a hissy fit, they don't take it upon themselves to name themselves captain of the energy regulator in the room and like go up to that person is like, Hey, what's going on? Mandy's like, I might look at them. And if they say, Hey, I need you, I'll go over there and support them. But I That's do this different. thing. That's more empathic than emotional. Don't you think? I think that empaths are me. I'm both empathic and emotional. I have a really hard time not co-regulating to the least co-regulated person in the room. Oh, wow. And it's, wow. Oh my God. Very hard for me. And the reason why this made me think of that is because of the main trip. I was co-regulating up for Kara and down for Justin. And I couldn't even stop for one second to ask myself what it is that I wanted. You just gave me goosebumps because now that you put it in like that, I witnessed it. I watched it. I was literally like having a nervous breakdown also because I love both of those people and I love being joyful and I love being, I love dancing and I love being quiet. I love both of those things, but I rarely ask myself what it is that I want in that moment. I do want to segue this. This is a second part to this question that we'll talk about a little bit later is how not drinking has taken the liquid courage out of me. And now I have to seek telling the truth instead of it just like pouring out of me when I'm buzzed. Got it. So it's like, this is what I'm talking about right now. Make sense? Yeah, that's some good shit. But you said so much. Let's start with the emotional piece of it. Do you consider yourself to be an emotional person? If so, why? That's why I consider myself to be an emotional person. I'm a highly emotional person. If somebody asks me, how do I feel joy? I have a hundred emotions associated with that. <laughs> somebody says, what's it like to be in love? I have 10 thousand emotions associate with it. My emotional vocabulary is just very large. Not to mention being an identical twin and also having a water sign Pisces as a mom who I believe is a witch to some degree. The way that she communicates with plants and spices and herbs in her cooking, it's very unique. And I think that that has truly had a profound impact on us since we were young. Uh-huh. We have this like almost overstretched capacity to feel. And when I stopped drinking, I felt like I went absolutely crazy. And then when I started falling in love and adjusting patterns of communication to be more conducive for our relationship, I thought I was going to blow my brains out. The reason being, just because you are experiencing a certain set of emotions consistently throughout your life. For example, Marina talks about she naturally has to meet the least, if you will, regulated person in the room and co-regulate with them and basically help them reach a point of some bit of comfort that Marina can deem like acceptable. I 
literally used to say when I did my yoga teacher training that my dharma, aka my purpose in this world was to welcome comfort in each and every person that came across my path. It's literally so beautiful. But, no, I don't think it's beautiful. I, will, I think it's a problem. I will say that that nobody bo- asked me to do that. Correct. I will say it's a burden. What you just said is a huge burden. And nobody asked me to co-regulate everybody in the room. It's an unfair proposition that I put upon myself. And now I am having the hardest time backpedaling out of that. Dude, it's like how you talk about that people pleaser tendency in you. Yes, that's what it is. And I think the reason why I'm going to say two things right here. One that's going to talk about why I believe Marina and I have been fighting so much recently. And two, I'm going to reference witnessing Marina's oscillation of co-regulation in Maine. Okay, reason why I think we're fighting so much is because I am doing the opposite of people pleasing these days. And I Yeah, you're just a bitch. I think (laughs) that it is jarring and it pisses you off. And to a degree, it's so opposite of the way that you communicate and meet people where you're like, this yeah, I consider other people's feelings, bro. I consider people's feelings. I'm just truly don't call me bro, (laughs) bro. I'm saying I just am really putting myself first. Yeah, it's very obvious that you put yourself first. Guess what, Marina? By putting myself first for this chunk of time, I'm going to be able to extend myself to so many other people later. But I have to put myself first. I have to break these patterns. Like, I have to. You said, are you an emotional person? Yes, historically, absolutely. But do I want to continue going through these major waves of exhausting myself emotionally? No. No, 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 no. no. I don't either. I don't want to. So things have to change. By quitting drinking, wow, that was a huge thing that changed with my emotional regulation. Being able to actually have conflict resolution and conversation is still breaking my brain and helping with my emotions. And three, literally putting my internal needs first rather than letting external needs dictate me. For example, you said, I see person A in a corner and she's crying. Instead of going and literally meeting external person A at where they need, you start with internal person me instead of always going to external. When I started doing that, people started to like me less. The whole world is out, 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 external, external, external. How beautiful is it to reduce, reuse, reuse? and just focus on your internal. So in Maine, when you said you were regulating, co-regulating high and co and trying to co-regulate low, tell me if this is true. And I don't want to speak for you. I don't feel like I saw you make one decision for yourself that whole trip. No, I didn't. Literally one. I can't think of one. Yeah. And it made me kind of bummed. I mean, I was like, why are you doing this? I just, it's hard to rewrite parts of my brain that are now recognizing I am moving through old patterns. But I was like, I know you're having fun and I know you're enjoying yourself. I had a fucking yourself, great time. But also like, you must be exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole thing that I just said about getting to a point where, yes, I recognize I'm highly emotional, but I don't necessarily want to be like that forever. That's where I'm at. I'm at the same place too. But discomfort and uncomfortable changes have to be made to change that. It just doesn't happen overnight. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. So what are some of yours? Changes that you'll have like that you'll have to make. Um, not texting in all caps. <laughs> oh, like out of excitement? Yeah. Like baby girl. Ah! Like uh, not every text I text needs to be in all caps. Marina, that is such a good one. What about using less emojis? I don't use emojis anymore. Guys, Marina literally asked me to not use a period in an email today because she said it seems too harsh. (laughs) I was like, it's punctuation. (laughs) The period is like the most classic romantic fucking punctuation. I just like the dash in that moment because it felt like you were continuing the energy. Sometimes I feel like periods can close off the energy of the sentence. It seems like you're projecting a little bit. Like you've maybe received some periods that felt (laughs) a little harsh to you. Yeah. Do you think that maybe you're getting a little too soft as you get older? Genuine question. 
No. Because I, okay. I think I'm more. I think I'm getting too hard. You're definitely getting too hard. I need to I think back that myself, I cause... internally. Am... You're definitely getting too hard. <laughs> <laughs> With the close people in my life, I think that I have just the right amount of softness. I'm a soft person. And that's the thing with Justin. You're like, like butter. Room temperature Justin butter. treats me with love and tender softness because I am the yin. He is the yang. He is the masculine. Okay. <laughs> it's yang, <laughs> bitch. It's yin yang. and yang. Neither <laughs> hosen. I am like... Have, come on. Yin and yang? Dude, that's how you actually say it. Though. Okay. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Anyways, I like getting to be a softer variation. I am a soft person for sure. Do I think I'm too soft? No. Do I think that my people-pleasing tendencies can take over the voice in my head and then lead with a step forward that I don't necessarily want to? Yes. Can that get me in sticky situations? Absolutely. Am I willing to like backtrack and figure out a, another way to navigate around that? That's the goal. Okay. That was kind of a lot to follow, but I think I got it. Well, I know you people out there who are actually listening followed that one. You are such a dick. So yeah, that's the question. Are you an emotional person? The funny thing is, is though, when I ask people this, I've asked a lot of my close friends this. Half of them say yes and half of them say no. And the people that I say no, I'm like, oh my God, what is it like to be in your fucking brain and life? I can't imagine. So it's funny that you bring up this, are you an emotional person? Because I've had this like very stark discovery that I really only breathe through my left nostril. My right nostril Me is too. closed at all times. Me too. The left side of your body is that, that mental side, that feminine side. It's the female embodiment of self. It's the prana lifting up. The right side of your body is the masculine side of the body, more action oriented. My, my right nostril doesn't work. And by the way, it works when I work out or I'm having sex or I'm basically having like upregulated energetic things happening when I'm doing yoga, when I'm going for a run. But in general, my right nostril does not work, which means that I am hyper excess left at all times. When I'm laying in bed at night or when I'm in the middle of my day where I feel like either a total failure or I feel overwhelmed by things happening in my life, all left nostril and I can only breathe out of my left nostril and I'm thinking, this is too much. I can't do this anymore. That's fine. This is just where I'm at currently, but this is an indicator that I'm not balanced. I'm not as balanced as I wish to be. I am now working on balancing left and right because I know for a fact that this is going to change my life. Simply gaining access to my right nostril so that I'm <laughs> breathing and regulating is going to change everything. Dude. You sound so woo woo how wacky. That, and how I is love that it. Woo woo. Let's like, say you, you just said literally just getting oh. access to my right nostril is going to change everything think about it. Let's say you only chewed on the left side of your mouth your whole life. Don't you think you would lose tonification and relationship to the right side of your mouth? I definitely only chew on one side of my mouth, by the way. Like only Marina. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and, what's it like not? And then I'll get a cavity on that side, and then for four years I'll chew on the other side. Are you serious? Yeah. But okay, yes, don't do that. Life changing, absolutely. I'm just right nostril. To say, I'm about to turn 30. Marina and I are gonna turn 30 in March. And I'm just recognizing that it doesn't have to be this hard. My emotions don't have to take up that much space. I can feel lighter, I can feel a bit more balanced. I want to explore the masculine side of my emotional capacity. I don't want to feel like I have to melt and turn into goop every time I come to a conflict or something with a friend or a family member. I'm ready to balance it out. And you want to do the same thing right now. Yes, exactly. Love. Eight months. Excuse me? We are eight months sober. Dude, we're doing this talk, guys. We got invited to be a part of a panel. Are we on the... Yeah, we're on the panel for this sober talk presented by Gravity, hosted by Josh Gandy. There's a few other panelists 
on the talk as well. Tim, the Aline Seabus guy, and the mocktail girly girl. And <laughs> the mocktail girly girl. It's at the end of October, and Marina and I are on the panel, and I'm about to be, I just want to be literally the lightest, brightest, funniest, most ridiculous version of myself. I know. Thing. The last panel I was on, I was trying to like really see what, what jokes I could throw at the wall. You know, it's funny because I'm in a relationship with someone who likes to try new joke material all the time, and some of it really flops. Like, you have to be okay the, with the flop. You have to throw some like, crazy shit out there to see like where people's bounds are and like what they find funny and I think that's really inspired me because that last panel I was saying some crazy shit half the time people weren't laughing and honestly it didn't matter because I thought I was hilarious but that's the angle I'm gonna take too dope I notice when I'm not in control of something and I'm just a participant I feel less funny and less cool and less likable because I was the moderator on that panel discussion I felt amazing and now I'm nervous to be on the panel like am I gonna be funny I don't know but I'll pinch you if you talk too much okay <laughs> I only talk this much on the podcast because it's no, our no, no. fucking it's podcast not just on the podcast you in general you talk <laughs> a lot you talk a lot okay so I was listening to an Alex Earl episode and something just hit me that I feel like so many women are going to be able to relate to, and I feel impassioned by it. Tell us. Okay. Alex Earl got famous how? Do you know? TikTok. Get ready with me. But really, but really why? Do you know why? No. She had really severe acne. Oh, I did see. So like- she had acne to the point where she I couldn't saw. even touch it and she was, it was bedridden. So and unfortunate. She has gone through many rounds, rounds of, of Accutane. Accutane. Yeah. So this first happens, right? Three rounds. Three rounds. Also, did Hold you on. see about the drinking her on Accutane? They were like, listen, you really shouldn't drink on Accutane. And she's like, listen, I'm 19 and I'm go to U of Miami. I will be drinking. And they're like, okay, well, like try not to drink too much. And she's like, okay, yada, this yada, yada. This is exactly yada. where I'm going with this. Oh. This is literally not okay. this part, but further. I'm taking a bigger picture. We're going to relate it to ourselves. What Accutane does to your liver? Yeah, because you have told me. It she- is literally like liver suicide. <laughs> Was that rude? It's like fucking liver suicide. <laughs> no, it's really hard. It is just very hard on your body. And to drink on top of that, she said she would take one shot and be absolutely wasted. Okay, back to what I was saying. Okay. So Alex Earl, TikTok, it girl, I think is what they call her, rises to fame, shares a lot of her story about going through three rounds of Accutane clears up her acne. So the next thing that happens is she gets her breasts done. She gets her breast augmentation and she does, she does the whole thing on TikTok, very popular and she gets breasts in, loves them. They're big. They're fucking stunning. I've talked about the fact that looking at her titties makes me want giant titties. Got it. After that, on the most recent episode, we hear how she is going on a date. I think this is with the NFL guy she's dating. Alex Earl talked about this. Her doctor said, hey, you can't really drink on this. And Alex said, listen, that's not realistic for my job and for my age. And the doctor was like, uh, okay, but I told you this. And she's like, okay, cool. Notice how Marina has already said that. So Alex Earl does yeah, three rounds I'm of Accutane. So smart. She gets breast implants done. This is all within, I think, a, a year. And then this next upcoming year, she tells a story about how her and her boyfriend are on a date. She starts to experience the worst pain of her life. She keels over. She goes to the bathroom. She's about to pass out. She's like, I am really unwell. And the football player is like, oh, your appendix might be, might be bursting. Let's take you to the emergency room. They go to the emergency room. They have this whole last thing. And what happens is she had a cyst on her ovary that was like leaking or basically had ruptured to some degree. Hemorrhaging. So she goes. She's freaked out. She's like, I just went to the gyno a couple months ago what do you mean I have a cyst on my ovary long story short is there anybody in this woman's life that is advocating actually for her and for her wellness for somebody who's done three rounds of Accutane Mm. shortly after gets 
breast implants, which guys, your body perceives to be as a new variable, Mm -hmm. potentially a toxic one. Mm -hmm. And then her body has trying to communicate to her and she has a cyst on her ovary. Who out here in her life is like, girl, have we looked at these three things? Let's sit down and talk about whatever it is. Stress, drinking, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, when we think about what's the most important thing in our life and what we have truly at the end of the day, it's our health. We know this, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And when you think about who is actually in your life that cares about your fucking health. State of well-being. Those are your friends who don't encourage you to take the eighth shot. Those are your friends when you say, I don't know, dude, I'm really hungover. I don't feel good. And it's come on, come on, come out. We're getting older. Actually, it's wiser. We want people in our life that have each other's best interests. And OG community days back before like our economy was based on sex and alcohol and all these marketing ploys. We wanted our communities to thrive because when a community thrived, everybody benefited from resources to having a bigger fire to being able to have more moms to help with babies and like all of these things. I'm blatantly look hearing this story that Alex Earl is telling on her podcast about how frightened she was about her ovarian cyst and thinking how is is anybody in her life on her team for her health and her body girl you are 22 years old Cass I think that this is the norm it is that's why I'm for so most upset. people in most lives there's a lot of people because I, was... I love and know and they'll experience cancer scares yeah um, so it's just like millennials man we're just so not just millennials millennials in the generation before us like anyone from like 50 to our age to like 25 we're experiencing an an incredibly high occurrence of cancer Cancer. and mutation in cells and we're just starting to explore the relevancy of wellness after we have kids but the thing is in ayurveda and a lot of these traditional medicinal modalities they'll tell you that the way that you take care of your body up until a huge depletion moment like childbirth is going to predict the rest 40 years of your life the latter half of your life and that's why when I do my doula stuff and the postpartum work is so 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 critical and important to me that's why I'm like guys we have got to talk about how you're taking care of your body and it doesn't include lighting bath and body works candles and putting on lotions that are just riddled with Victoria's Secret perfumes and like all of these horrible horrible xenoestrogens but this parabens that are just just downgrading the systematic efficiency of your body and we don't talk about that this is why i'm mentioning it because we have such a thirst for physical cosmetic beauty and like not just our country and so many imagine if there is nothing inherently wrong with that and or it does not have to be tied to your state of well-being i'm saying however we are noticing that like the industry of cosmetics is affecting our wellness blueprint and that's a problem yeah dude we used to use the juice from berries to tint and yeah that was forever and yeah i was just gonna say and yeah that's not realistic realistic anymore but we can work against these major mega conglomerates that are just absolutely pummeling us full of horrible harmful agents just to to support an agenda that god knows what is just like a part of a conveyor belt of something even bigger and greater that we have no idea about I know it it like hurts me imagine if we looked at the most desirable young content creators in the world and we looked at them because of their aptitude and health like I know remember when I said I wanted to start a new Instagram or I wanted to start a social media platform based on your wellness stats that's kind of problematic but not stats 
based off of what you share, what you share to your wellness yeah, like, adventure. Yeah. That's it. Just all on your wellness journey. And how cool is it? And that you see your friend is 13 days into drinking lemon water every day, or this is her sixth cycle in a row that she's worked out according to her period or so cool. You know what I mean? Like this is my fourth garden and this is something that new I tried. What if we all were talking about this? Yeah. Like the weird thing is, dude, it took me eight months of not drinking though to have this perspective. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made that connection between her Accutane, her breast implants, and her ovarian cyst. Also by listening to some of her podcasts about her lifestyle and the amount that she drinks and what she's like typically eats after drinking. I wouldn't have thought about it that a year ago. Mm. You know, I think that I get, I'm so reticent to be like, drinking changed everything. It might have saved my life. But like, of course it did. You stepped out of hamster wheel. Of course it did. I mean, I disrupted patterns in my own body that I don't know where they can't, I, I don't know what the fuck was happening in there. I disrupted those patterns. Yeah. I also believe, we also know, we know this through so many research and studies that patterns of thought and your emotional well being can dictate your wellness aptitude like I said again and well-being so as much as we were talking about earlier I'm hyper emotional or I notice myself swinging up and down well I also look forward to disrupting those patterns too Mm -hmm. it's not just the physical it can Mm -hmm. also be like the Mm non-tangible it's just that when you literally remove alcohol this tangible physical thing it's like amazing to see what changes everything changes around fucking everything yeah we like over sexualize alcohol yeah since the day that we were we over sexualize our experience with alcohol yeah we over romanticize alcohol okay your turn to ask me a question this is getting too serious why so serious look dude i can literally just move my big tail watch only on my left you know how long it took me to learn that a year justin come here okay do you want to ask me a question about being eight months sober What's the most unpredictable change you've noticed from becoming sober? That's literally so good. What's the most unpredictable change since becoming sober? That's a good question, Jay. I'm an emotional wreck all the time. She's honestly such a downer. It's like, are you ever gonna? I'm just kidding. (gasps) I think that my answer is my answer. What, that you're depressed? That I, I am manic. So? Why do you think that there was an outlet for you to not feel that way when you were drinking? Because I think that when you get a, li- a little bit of liquid courage, the truth comes out. Guess you what, You send though? that text. You tell your friend to shut the fuck up. You tell your boyfriend to go fuck off. Is that you being true? It was just being, telling people to do <laughs> things and inserting fuck in them? Um, I probably wasn't doing much of those things, but I might talk. Actually, I feel like, was I sassier? When? When I was drunk or tipsy. You're the, to be honest, you're the same. Yeah. 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 Marina speaking, Cassano can't think of any good questions to ask. So I'm going to Marina pop hasn't in here. approved of any of them. I said, What's your favorite anal position? And Ew. she <laughs> refused to answer. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kidding. She's an anal virgin. <laughs> Anyways, um, Cassano, in the past eight months, what personality trait have you unearthed that you didn't realize that you had? Oh my god, that is such Thank a good you. question. Thank you. We're such a little lion. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly think that I'm fucking really wise. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm wise, and the personality trait that I've revealed is a little bit more quiet, a little bit more quiet. Yeah. No. Keep going. Dude, this is my fucking personality trait, <laughs> not yours. I have felt a little bit more quiet, a little bit more homebody-esque. Mm, yes. And a little bit more intense. 
Yes, like, definitely way I more just intense. Want to, and you've always been intense. So I saying just, that, yeah, like means I a want lot. to be able to be who I am without you or other people being like, "You're too sensitive," <laughs> or "But you are." Wow, you're coming off this way. Then I'm like, "So be it. It's who I am." Wow. Do you fucking think that when <laughs> a Little Mermaid, when Ariel was like, "I'm an adventurer," and everyone's like, "You're dumb. You're you're you know not being like the others." And they were taking away her courageous spirit and certainty. Fuck that. Fuck that noise. Love that. I like that I'm, I've been pretty intense lately. I love that. You just keep your intensity away from me and we're good. You okay, know what I but mean? You have to be able to navigate around me too. It's not just me keeping it away from you. You're not like a fucking Rapunzel in your little attic. Yeah, but if I don't like it, I don't have to take it. Well, then let's stop hanging out unless <laughs> we have to. Why do you think we've been fighting so much? Just so everybody knows, it has only gotten worse. <laughs> Literally, it has only gotten worse. But because we did put that protection spell on us three weeks ago for three weeks, I was, do believe that this is leading to a greater good. Um, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. We're in October. It's OND. If you've been in corporate or in the marketing world, you know that means October, November, December. We got three months till the end of the year. What are what are you gonna bring in, dude? What is some shit you're gonna put into place, practices, rituals, and what are you gonna manifest? Tell us. Tell the world. Tell the world. Tell the world. Tell the world. I'm manifesting podcast sponsor and lots and lots and lots of money and pastries and magic. Cool. Okay. I'd like to be able to take my magic out into the world and use it in a moment's notice. Like if I need to, you know, I need a wand. Like I'd like to, uh, I would like to upgrade. You bought that Yoni wand. I want a wand. I want a cape. I want some boots. I'm ready to fucking go. No. What do you want to call into for O N D? D is in for that dat Santa. You know what I mean? I was thinking that dick. I know. That's obviously <laughs> Um, I want to call in a podcast sponsor too. My God, I'm hemorrhaging. Um, I just want, I, I want us to sell fire cider. Woo! Yes! In 10 days, or actually in, in five days, I'll be on my ayahuasca journey on Friday the 13th. So next time you hear from us, I'll, that entire episode will probably be me talking about my conversation with. Gaia, God, the universe, and so on. It's on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Did I not tell you that? We did. We talked about it. Fuck. But I am going to bring fire cider. I'm going to like black market bring fire cider. I don't think they like want you like taking anything, but I'm going to try to hustle, dude. We're like selling. I'm going to try to sell Do you want me to come? So question. Do you like have any predictions? Obviously not, right? I'm I'm predicting a very impactful experience. Like, did you ask Justin to come? Your husband. Oh yeah, I said I asked if you wanted to do it with me. He, and said, he no. said no. Okay. He said no. Not you yet. are solo doloing this thing. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I literally love that. I love that. I'm like, let's go split, split me open. Show me what you have to show me. Moving on. I don't how even... does how does it feel being 75 percent of the way done? And are you gonna smoke again? I have to know. Okay, so you ask me this every single time. <laughs> the answer is no. You're not going to drink or smoke ever again. No, because I miss it so much. It's not, I, I don't love that for you. I don't have distance. I'm so, so, so proud of you. I need so much more distance. Like 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just don't need to put something back into my lifestyle that has proven to be not beneficial for a decade. 
why would I bring it back? Mm. I did all the work. Yes, bitch. So does that mean you don't know? I'm definitely not drinking. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. About tobacco? I don't know about both of them. I don't foresee myself being a regular drinking or smoking. Maybe a couple times a year. Maybe, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to do me no matter what, but I feel like I would be like, how come you get to do it? You know no. what I mean? Oh, God. I obviously, I don't know what to say. I'm not going back. Like, okay. I'm just not. So if you were to go back, it wouldn't change anything for me, to be totally honest. Well, I'm not going back to O'Reilly's without me. No, just in general. Yeah. You know? Okay. So we're now moving to the part of the podcast where we ask each other quick fire questions, questions that we are dying to hear the answer from one another. I'll go first. Are you ready, Cassandra? I just need like literally 30 more seconds. Cassandra's still writing her questions down because somebody didn't do their homework. Are you done yet? The son, will you please pause your <laughs> music? A few shh, that deny. Shh, shh, shh. There are few deny at what I do. I am the best, for my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises and the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. Okay, that was perfect. <laughs> it's really good. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I was literally just, just getting started. Do it for later. You know what I mean? On your own. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to be very Jack clear Lament. that Cassandra's gonna try and do her version acapella, and you guys are gonna vote which one's better. Okay. Jack's lament. Go ahead. Okay. There are few who deny it's what I do. I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night. I excel. Go. Without ever even trying. I excel without ever even trying. Wrong. I know, you asshole. With the slightest little effort, I forget. You're literally so rude. <laughs> the way that you're looking at me. There are few who deny. No, you cannot start over. Just start from where you were. <laughs> With the wave of my hand and the well-placed moan, I have... <laughs> very bravest off their feet yet year after year it's the same routine and i grow so weary of the sound of screams and i jack the pumpkin king have grown so tired of the same old thing Somewhere, somewhere deep inside of these bones, in emptiness began to grow. There's something out there far, far from my home, a longing that I've never known. Thank you, everybody. Good job. We were, after that brief interlude. Anywho, we're going to do some rapid fire questions for our eight months. Do you want me to do all eight or are we going to go one and one back and forth? Oh, let's do all your eight and then all my eight. Are you sure? Yes. So we get you all like lubed up? Yes. But you have to answer them too, right? No, these are just for you. (gasps) Okay. Okay. One, name an activity you've ramped up since you stopped drinking. An activity? Weightlifting. 
the bar you miss going to the most? O'Reilly's, without a fucking doubt in my <sighs> mind. Bless up. We Blow love you out. guys. Favorite part about being eight months sober today? Probably knowing that I have not consumed like poison. Like I'm supporting an actual organ in my body by not doing something like that, I think is, is it for me. Bless. Fucking yes. Least favorite part about hanging out with drunk people? Oh my God. Can I answer this ad nauseum? Ad nauseum. Um, that they cannot read social cues or they'll try to grab people or do things or bring people out of their boundaries into situations because they're just trying to like amp up a moment and they have no idea how to read social mm-hmm. barometers. Perverts. The pervert comes out in drunk people. And people touching me. Yeah. When I don't want them to. Great, Neen. Anything Thanks. else? Do we no, miss that's, anything? Um, I think those are the three heavy hitters. Okay. What's the thing you're most proud of at month eight? That I haven't smoked a cig and that I haven't broken, even though I wanted to many times. I will say that I'm also very proud of the new routines I put into place. Like morning maintenance has never been more consistent and stronger. Mm. Weightlifting has never been more consistent and stronger. I started, you know, casually running here and there. I was doing pole. I was doing dance every day. Like my physical wellness is on 10. I'm a baddie. What's your why behind this all? She a baddie. She knows she a 10. My why is because why not? Why not do the things that you know will impact a better version of you, why not do them today? A year from now, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I would have started. You a year from know. now, I'm going to be able to look back and be like, not only did I stop drinking, most oftentimes when you stop doing something, you start doing other things. Yeah. Not only did I stop drinking, but that will be the same anniversary as when I started weightlifting consistently in my life. Do you know you're actively working against Alzheimer's while you're weightlifting at this age? Yeah, absolutely. I also will have been teaching dance for a year. Like there's a lot of anniversaries that come alongside of that. And my why is that I know that the, this future version of me is looking back and is like, get it girl. Don't stop. Don't do what's easy. Don't do what's comfortable because you are worth every bit of this. What skin are you shedding right now? I know that that was probably a nasty visual, but you got this. I'm working on shedding my people-pleasing tendencies and overexertion. It's like so relatable. Thank you. Therapy really helps with that. Anyways, two more, okay? A piece of advice that you'd give to yourself eight months and one day ago. It's going to be easier than you think to remove drinking and smoking. It's going to be harder in other areas of your life. It'll be fine. Just do it. Love. Last one. Okay, you can only be one sexy version of these for Halloween. Sexy Jack Skellington, sexy Winifred, Winifred Sanderson, or sexy Voldemort? Sexy Voldemort, obviously. I know, obviously. <laughs> Duh. God. Okay, are you ready, Cassandra, for a year? Me and JM have this joke. Harry. Wait. Harry, I need the oil, Harry. I'm so dry. <laughs> can I have some of your apricot seed oil, Harry? The guasha, Harry. Love that. Thanks. Are you ready for your questions? <laughs> okay, Cassandra, what's your favorite Arabic word? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can think about it. Um, um, pepper. I loved pepper. Falfal. Yay. What is your favorite thing about fire cider? Mm, that it feels like drinking alcohol without having alcohol. God, me too. And that it actually is good for you. And that you don't have to have that like spike in your excitement or adrenaline or blood pressure just with things like alcohol. It can happen with an herbal drink. It's also gorgeous. I love fire cider. I know you do. 
What's your favorite thing about me? I literally wrote that down. <laughs> Too late. You didn't ask. And it. then I decided to ask what's your why instead. I'm such a dweeb. My favorite thing about you is you're the most beautiful and complex person that I know. And that when I think about what it means to believe in something so great and so big and so magical, you're what I think of. Like beneath all of the fighting and all of the confusion that we have on the daily basis, who you are, your soul and your core is like truly the most impressive, amazing thing that I can ever even imagine. Right back at you, sister. Oh, wait. Is that boring? No, I think it's amazing. I just literally love how much you feed me also. Oh, that's good. Why are you sober? Wow, with so many questions. Because nobody has your best interest at heart but you. And I believe that I had to start taking into consideration what's actually in my best interest. Mm -hmm. Drinking and smoking. We're not. That's my why. Love that. I'm so in the era of me and I know it's starting to look different, but it's for my best interest. So you tell him, honey. Thanks, babe. What does love feel like for you? (gasps) Love feels like it's so cheesy. It knows no bounds. Love makes me realize what's actually important. Feels open. It feels real. It feels so simple. When I think about all of these, like these silly rules that we abide by in this life, you know, you have to wear a certain thing or be here for this reason at a certain time. Truly. (laughs) Love makes me realize that life doesn't have to operate by a game book. Love means freedom. Mm. What does it mean to be successful? To have a why that reaches other people and impacts them also. Successful means to me that I can work on this thing that I love and it's going to have a resounding positive impact on myself and other people Mm. that I can pay myself to do Mm -hmm. that. I was going to say that too. Like I need to be able to not come out at a deficit. Yeah. Not lose money or parts of myself because of it. Last question. Why did you go into business with me? Because I know that we can do anything. And I literally believe in us so much. Well, if that wasn't a fiery way to end this hot podcast, I don't know what is. Literally so fun. Your questions were so good. My questions are so good. Were mine good? Yeah. They were okay? Yeah. Okay, so congrats so on eight months. A I week, love you. Congrats on eight months. A week from now, we will be talking how my ayahuasca journey was. Wait. Yeah. No, we're going to podcast beforehand, I think. Mm-mm. Oh my God, this well, is Let's podcast after, obviously. Why Guys, would we? this is big. This is big. Say a little prayer for us. Well, that's all we have for this week. Hocus pocus it up until you can't. If you haven't watched the craft, watch it now. And also, there's an incredible the Spotify playlist that Sun and I listen to every single day, and it's the instrumental Halloween playlist. And the if- other thing is Queen of the Damned, the vampire movie that Aaliyah's in. Watch that. Fucking watch it. So fucking good. Okay. okay. I love you, Neen. Thank you for asking such amazing questions. Love you, Cass. Bye.